What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Groups and Remake Remax Results. Hello, our licensed realtor goddess, Mimi Shoneman. Oh, How's boy. it going? That's that's some big stuff. Right. Well, you are a big deal. Oh, okay. Right. Thank <laughs> so you for works. saying so. Also with us today on the phone from Supreme Lending, our good friend, puzzle solver, Phil Olson. How's it going? It's going awesome, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, let's get your NMLS numbers out of the way before we continue the conversation, please, Phil. Uh, NMLS 238103, company NMLS 2129. Perfect. So, Phil, we're going to be talking a little bit about the do's and don'ts of getting a mortgage, buying a house, selling a house. Um, And so you and I off air, we're talking a little bit about um, what you're seeing in the market. And um, interestingly enough, uh, we've had some reports saying that about 87% of home sellers are concerned that their home won't sell because of the pandemic and the resulting economic recession that we might be in. But yet last month in the U.S., 372,000 372, homes sold. Um, so... From your vantage point from the mortgage seat, Phil, what are you seeing as far as activity on mortgages? I would tell you it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, I'm seeing it is houses. My, my, my buyers are making offer after offer after offer. They're in multiple offer situations. Uh, the buyers out there are trying to take advantage of historical, I mean, absolute historical lows. Uh, of interest rates. And if a house is listed on the market today and it's at fair market and it shows well, it's selling within one to two days. It's, I've never seen anything like this in 20 years. So I've had a conversation with one of our clients this week and they, they were very surprised to learn that what is really happening from the real estate side is that um, back in, I believe it was January, maybe it was a little before that, they changed the rules about coming soons. Because what was happening is coming soons were out there, but no showings were allowed. So the board changed the rules so that while a property is in coming soon status, um, you can't show it. So... People always find a way around something that they want. If you've, you're a find a way, make a way kind of person, mm-hmm. most people are, right? You know, right. don't, don't tell me no, tell me how. Yes. And so what is happening now is that people are making offers on coming soon homes, sight unseen, and then they're using the inspection contingency to get out if they need to. Oh. But they're getting in. They're making over asking price offers on the coming soon without ever seeing it. This is happening in real time. Do not be surprised when your real estate professional tells you these things mm-hmm. because this is the truth. This is what is really happening in the market right now because we are sitting at 1.9 months of inventory. 1.9 that it means that if no other houses came on the market right now in 1.9 months 
no houses would be available. We are a third of what is considered normal. Wow. And so if you think about the metropolitan area, you talk about the seven counties or the 13 counties, and you think about that, in two months, nobody can have a house. That is what's happening. Right. And that is why the the frenzy, because of interest rates being so low. Mm-hmm. Phil, what was your lowest 30-year 30 30 fixed last week that you can recall? 2.75%. Wow. That's basically free money, right? Mm-hmm. Free and the lowest rate I the lowest rate I locked was 2 weeks ago was at 2.25% on a 15 year. Okay. So that is a brief rendition of what is really happening out there. So I think people figured that, you know, now would be a good time to go out and look for a bargain. And we've reminded them a couple of times that if you are out there trying to buy a home, you're not going to be able to do that. I'm going to haggle and I'm going to get this, talk them down. It's You just need to go in prepared appropriately and trust your realtor that you were going to go and make the best deal or the appropriate price and offer for a house. Well, let's just talk about one of the most popular floor plans that there is known to man. Mm-hmm. And that is the one level living. Okay. Can't build it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, starting entry points with new construction, minimum 400000 If you are looking for that, a bedroom on the main, a bathroom on the main, and the kitchen on the main, mm-hmm. get ready to do some battle. Okay. And it's not. we're not kidding. When you say, oh, I want a, a one-floor living, this is what I want, we... We as real estate professionals hear you loud and clear. We know you want that. We know that is high demand. Um, But what we need you to also be prepared is to make some concessions. Mm -hmm. What do you really have to have? Where do you really need that property to be located? You can't say, oh, the kitchen needs to be this particular shape, maybe, or they didn't. We don't like the carpet. Those little things you don't get to do. If you tell me I want that property, I'm going to send you four counties worth of listings. Okay. And you might be lucky to see 50 properties. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Mimi. Yes, sir. Real quick. Can you tell tell our listeners why a one-level house is so much more expensive than, say, uh, a split level or a, a two-story home? Well, you know, it's it's the most desirable floor plan because it speaks to the most, the broadest market. So if you have somebody that's looking for, um, they want to downsize, that floor plan is is the most desirable right now. If somebody has mobility issues, what do they clearly not want? Stairs. And when you're talking about a one-level property, that speaks to a lot of different uh, different populations. Um, and it's, it's just the most desirable property. And so hear us loud and hard, loud and clear. We want to help you find right. that property. We're digging through the the you know sand piles trying to find it mm-hmm. everybody's looking for it right but if you're that person and you're you're our client just understand if you tell me i need to be in coon rapids but yet there's one that pops up in Ro- in robbinsdale mm-hmm. 
maybe you want to think about it. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I can't say where you want to live or where you should live because right. realtors, uh, we can't steer you one way or the other. Press, but, precisely. But what we have to show you is what's happening and mm-hmm. how badly do you need that product? Right. You know, maybe you don't need it for five years, but get get ready. If, if it's this bad now, mm-hmm. in five years, your next logical option is going to be to spend more money and buy that new construction because I promise you the resale ones that have been previously owned that are one, are one story they are they are popping right for real mm-hmm. and that's not because we don't want to help you or we don't hear you we don't understand what your needs are we understand these things so Phil what are you thinking about the one level living well, it's, normally it's, you have a much bigger footprint, meaning the foundation size is much, is much bigger. And uh, the one level construction, your cost per square foot is a lot higher. Uh, I'm actually seeing a lot of builders now building what's called slab on grade, meaning there is no basement. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a crawl space, but there's no basement. And then they're building a one-story home for 2,400, 2,800 square feet. And that's why why a Rambler-style home is more expensive than a two-story. Yeah, because it's just got more square footage on the outside. Um, I, You know, it would be interesting to hear our listeners' perspective on how they feel about the slab on grade, which means no basement. Okay. Because we are so used to, in the Twin Cities, of having a basement. Right. There are lots of places around the country that, because of the clay in the soil, they can't even have a basement. I grew up in Arizona, and everything is all those ranch-style, one-level houses. So the fact that it is so prized here is fascinating to me, just yeah. watching that trend. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, Phil, when we come back from the break i think we need to get started with talking a little bit more about the do's and don'ts that we're seeing in the mortgage world and some of the stories of the week that we've seen this past week or so that would be awesome all right Love you can to be, do it you can be part of the red hot real estate show call us at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Also want to remind you, we have some great information, but sometimes we move kind of fast, especially when you have Phil on and our mortgage experts. They give you a lot of numbers and a lot of details. So if you're like, hey, I need to hear that again. The first thing you can do is that you can always call Phil during the week. And so you can give him a shout and he'll go, yeah, I'm going to talk you through it. Yeah. You can also text Mimi. That works as well. Yep. You can reach me. Call. You know, give us a call. We like to talk. Right. Clearly. Uh, 651-578-2218 or Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com. We'll take all of your questions and um, answer anything that we don't have time to talk about here right. on the show. And Phil, your number again is? Let's remind all of our listeners, please. And remember, my talkers, you call in today. I'm donating $25 to the American Cancer Society for every call in we get. Right. And another option is always to listen to the podcast of this show. You can always go to mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot, find the podcast, listen back to that, or share that with any of your friends or family. Yeah. And if you're looking for a particular type of property, um, we encourage you to reach out to us. And we also have a link on our show page. There's two specific links, what's your home worth, and also uh, shop the MLS. So shop it just like you would on any particular site. Um, you're going to be able to, to shop to your heart's content, look at other properties that are close to yours. If you would like an over-the-net home evaluation, we're able to do that, or mm-hmm. an in-person evaluation. So um, 
we've also, Phil and I have been talking a little bit about, you know, what is going on? What are we really seeing at the micro level? And this statement is according to Realtor Magazine, and it says nearly 30% of respondents living in a high-density urban area say that the pandemic is prompting them to want to move by the end of the year. And this is more than double the rate of those living in rural parts of the country where residents are much more likely to stay put rather than to relocate. And this is a quote from Realtor Magazine from a nationwide poll. So, um, Phil, you and I have been talking about what you're seeing when people are calling you and saying they'd like to sell, they'd like to move. And we are seeing that maybe we're having some folks that want after the pandemic, they it's fascinating to me when something happens, what it's going to trigger. We've been so open floor plan here in the cities for, I'm going to say, 10 years or more. Right. Maybe even the whole time I've lived here. But what we're seeing now is because of the pandemic and people needing to be compartmentalized in their home, they're appreciating these extra rooms where right. they can shut those doors and have a library or have a study place or have a home office, a gym, mm-hmm. because they don't want to see all the folks <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you know, I love you, Miss Shannon, but I need I, a moment. I, I need, need a moment. you to go away. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Phil, what are you seeing? I'm seeing the same thing you are. I'm seeing uh, people wanting to move out into rural America, be it northern Minnesota, southern Minnesota, western Wisconsin. I'm seeing a plethora of clients wanting to buy that second home, and they buy the second home, and they're selling their primary, and they're moving into their second home out in the woods because they found out that they can do their job from home just as well as they did it when they were at a brick-and-mortar uh, business, right? So I, th- I think I think we're going to see a change in the way business is conducted across the United States. I think we're going to see a lot less big office buildings being used and more people working from home. And if that's the case, they want to have that space now. And I think, Mimi, you're right. I think the the pandemic has definitely influenced some buyers out there. And, you know, we received calls this week for the uh, just a whole lot of different things. Um, one person was selling uh, Airbnb in that sold over asking price. They were thrilled. Mm-hmm. Now they want to go and get that pre-retirement home in Arizona that they've always dreamt of. So we we can find a licensed realtor with specifications that you want anywhere in the world because of the Remax network. And so what we did is we got on there. It was important to them that they know about acreage. Okay. It was important to them that they worked with military folks mm-hmm. and important that they work with seniors and relocation. Okay. So those kinds of things in a very specific small city. So we were able to find a licensed realtor with all of that qualifications with over 40 years of experience that knows that particular city like mm-hmm. the back of her hand. So we were able to make that referral for this client. And now when they go there, they've got somebody that's an advocate for them, not just somebody that they picked on Zillow or, right. or over the net. So 
if you are thinking about that, we have connections everywhere. Now, what we're seeing is the second home destinations that are super popular. We're seeing them all over the country where people are really starting to shop. Right. Clearly, they're looking at Naples. Mm -hmm. That's like the French Riviera of the U.S. (laughs) Um, They're looking in Texas. They're looking in California. They're looking in Washington State. They're looking even in Montana Mm -hmm. to have that separation and maybe a ranch that they've always hoped for. Right. So it depends on what, what... is your what speaks to you where where you consider to be where you want to spend your next chapter of your life and so phil tell us like when you're doing consultations with folks tell us some of the things that you advise your clients to do or not do to set them up for success well just understand that there's so many rules and so many regulations And it's my job or a good mortgage originator's job to understand these rules and regulations. And if if that loan originator isn't educating their client up front in the very, very beginning, uh, the consumer can actually lay out a bunch of of, uh, landmines during the course of the loan and cause it to literally blow up. So let's just talk about some simple common sense things once you're starting the process of buying a home or, or refinancing. One, pay all your bills on time. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, if your income is affected by COVID-19 at all, hours, wages, you need to be, that, that consumer needs to speak, speak up. Stay in your current job and position Don't switch jobs unless you've talked to your loan officer to make sure that you're not putting a a landmine out Mm -hmm. there. Big one, don't be depositing cash from a tin can (laughs) into your bank accounts. Which sounds counterintuitive because you're like, put more money in, but you're like, absolutely not. Yeah. Phil, Correct. so let's just really talk about this. So, you know, you're being facetious clearly, Mm -hmm. but... There have been plenty of times where you and I both know that grandma comes to the rescue. Right. And she's like, honey, yep. I got you. And next thing you know, you got $10,000 or $1,000. And you $1, think it's a good thing. Right. You're like, oh, granny, I love you. And Phil goes, granny, you and me are not good. Mm-hmm. So does that really happen? Just answer that. Oh, it happens all the time because right. they, yeah, you know, two weeks into the transaction, they're, they're, I'm calling them going, where did this $15,000 come from? And they go, well, my sister gifted it to me. Well, we didn't have that in the application. I mean, another mistake that clients make is they tell the loan officer, my money is going to come out of ABC Credit Union for the down payment. Mm-hmm. And then five days before closing, we, look, we find out that they're wanting to take their money out of a Wells Fargo account. Well, we haven't even sourced and seasoned the Wells Fargo account. So whatever you put in an application should be the route that you go and not change it. Right. Because once you make these changes, it creates a, a plethora of more documentation going back to re-underwriting. Um, it might even cause your loan to blow up. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a simple one. Don't take out any new debt. None. When, when I work with a client, I try to tell them, I want you to keep your life quiet. Right. What does quiet mean? Don't change jobs. Don't deposit money. Don't take out new debt. Don't have your credit pulled. Uh, don't go buy that car. Don't 
Go buy that furniture for the new house. All right. Uh, pay your rent on time. Continue to pay your rent. Those are just really, really simple, common sense things. But this is what I hear. Well, I didn't know. And that's why it's my job up front. I, I guide my client through the process and I talk to them about all these do's and don'ts. Okay. But so there's a that- lot more. Oh, yeah, there's 100 million things more that they can do wrong. But, okay, so something funny popped into my mind while you were talking about that, Phil, because somebody once told me about neuro-linguistic programming, okay, <laughs> NLP. For yep. those of you out there that, that know this, you'll you'll love this. So Phil just told us a whole bunch of don'ts. Right. And a lot of people, when your mind hears don't, you do not hear that word. Right. So let's stop for the next two minutes, Phil, and just repeat exactly what you just said and tell people what they should do. What they should do is, one, stay at their current job. Do everything normal. Mm-hmm. They should do nothing with their bank statements other than what they've been doing. All right. They should keep their credit report exactly the same. They should pay their rent like they've been paying on time. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Keep your life quiet after your application. And if you do that, things will work out just fine. So during the this whole shutdown thing, man, have things really changed, right? Little things that you might just have just up and done that you don't think about, like the whole dining out experience. That was like so much, you know, part of entertainment. If if you're if you are actually looking for a home, it would be better for you to put that money in Phil's tin can and just hold that there for when you get. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. We have Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also, Mr. Phil Olson from Supreme Lending is with us. You can call and be part of the show at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. And reminding you that for every call, we're going to have Phil has graciously decided that he's going to donate $25 to the American Cancer Society for this entire year. Yeah. And so Phil just raised 50 bucks. Yay. Can we make it 100? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's see if we can make it 100. I'd love it to be 200. There you right. go. Well, we only have 15 minutes, so I don't know how about that. Um, let Sonny and Miss, Miss Shannon have questions. We'll work on it. Yeah. We'll work on it. So, Phil, you know, so with a lot of pressure on a lot of different industries, we're seeing a lot of opportunities to take advantage of really low interest, including car dealerships. Mm-hmm. So, I even got in uh, the mail like a 0% down for four years on a car. And I was like, wow, that that's a, I haven't seen that in a long time. But, you know, what are you telling folks? Like, you know, 0% down sounds free, but it's not free. It's not free. And, and in, in the mortgage world, you know, the more money you put down, the better the deal you get. Now, in the car industry, as a matter of fact, I just bought a brand new truck. Mm-hmm. And I bought I bought it on a five-year, 0% interest. So I took advantage of the 0% interest when I bought my truck. Now, in the mortgage world, is there such a thing as 0% interest? No. Is there such a thing as 100% financing? For a few programs, VA, USDA, those would be two programs that I can help people buy homes, all the way up to 510000 or or less. 
um, with it is 100% financing. But as far as 0% interest, I'm sorry, that's not in our field. Okay. And so we've got a caller now, and so we'll go to producer Sonny. Who's on the line for us, Sonny? We have Jennifer on the line right now. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. What's your question for Phil and Mimi, please? Hi. Yes. Okay. So I am newly single, and I moved out of my ex-boyfriend in my condo. I am on the title, um, but not the mortgage. He's going to refinance, and I'll get my money that I put into it. I have moved home. I am unemployed, and but I and and I have savings, and I've been using any unemployment and stimulus checks to pay down any debt I have uh, except for my car. So I'm in a very good financial standing, but I do, my financial planners told me that I should consider buying before I was considering renting. And um, I'm not in a high wage job. I was a delivery driver, but still made decent money for myself. But I just want to know what steps can I be taking now to prepare for hopefully sometime next year to look at condos or co-ops. I'm interested, I'm starting a new path of artistry. So I'm wanting to be around creative people. And so I'm just really wanting to take some active steps right now so I'm better prepared for hopefully new beginnings next year. Well, that's a great question. Yes, and, and so, wonderful on your transition. You have such an amazing, positive attitude and spirit. So thank you very much, Jen. Today, thank you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> today, I know how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Today, I applaud you. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I think, in my opinion, could there be a better time to refinance and get you off of the title? I don't know. Um, Phil, what's your opinion about this? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, if she's not, if she's on the mortgage, then it, then she's going to have to be refinanced off by by the uh, the boyfriend. If she's not on the mortgage and she was just on title, then that's pretty simple. They basically will just basically quick claim her off title when he okay. refinances. Okay. Um, as far as did I hear her say she's going to become self employed? No, Phil. I am um, self-employed. You she are self-employed. self-employed. An artist, correct? Well, I was a delivery driver at 1099. Okay. Um, but yes, but now I'm doing, but I realize I have to actually have a job while I work on my art. Okay. <laughs> that's where I gotcha. think it's, that's where, Sam, that's where Phil's going to tell you the hard thing is like, <laughs> how long does she have to have whatever job it is before she'd be qualified? If she goes from a, the 1099 job to a wage earning hourly job or salary. And as long as it's something comparable to what she did before, she basically could probably buy with three paycheck stubs. Could be even as little as two. If she's going from 1099 as a driver and she's going to be uh, self-employed as a artist, then I would tell you there's a two-year waiting period. Two years tax returns would be required uh, prior to her being fully approved to purchase a house. So, what if she goes into it? If just a, if she was a driver, but then she becomes a a healthcare worker or something, and it's still W two, does that make a difference? Uh, I would say if she can show that she's had experience in that specific field at any point in time, then I would probably tell you that it would work. Okay. But here's the thing too, Jennifer, um, you are in a perfect position, kind of like Ms. Shannon was, Mm -hmm. right? You are just now, you're transitioning in your life and there's a lot of transition in the world. And so 
now is a good time for you to like explore and get centered with who you are and what's important to you. And so when you mention things like artist co-ops and things like that, now would be a time for us to start talking about that and, you know, getting familiar with those communities so that when you are ready, you're already familiar with that. You don't have to do the research. You're like, yeah, I know that building. Right. And that fits exactly my personality and my style. And Jennifer, I'll be honest with you. It was good to start having those conversations because, as Phil just said, it took me two years, you know, to go, okay, you know, I wanted to be better, faster, but it just took me time to do some things. And especially as someone who's a 1099 self-employed person like you are, it took a minute to get all those pieces (laughs) to line up because it's a lot of pieces and you have to be able to explain who you are. And that part is exhausting. I'll be honest with you. But you get really the thing that is good about it, Jennifer, is that it gets you really good and accomplished at going. I need to be proud of everything that I do and how I built this for myself, because you spend a lot of time writing letters going, no, I am great at this (laughs) so that I could give him to fill in his underwriters to go. I am accomplished at this and I am quality at this. So it'll be really good and freeing for you mentally as well (laughs) to do this, although it might take you a little longer than you'd hope. So keep in mind, you're you're talking to two self-employed women here. Right, exactly. Um, you know, real We've estate is, is self-employed as well. Yeah. So, well, um, and I've been self-employed for years, like yep. four plus years, and so I do have some history. But because of the pandemic, it's right. obviously kind of stopped short. Um, so I don't know if that matters for that two year because because of the pandemic, how they're factoring that in. What do you I'm think, not Phil? Actively working. You know, I think you should sit Art. down with a consultation with Phil. Yeah. That's what okay. I really think. Um, and he'll wear a I cute, think, he'll wear a cute I think mask. there's a lot of planning. I think right. there's a lot of planning, but but understand that that I'm a pit bull okay, when it comes <laughs> to me representing my clients. And Miss Shannon knows that. Right. And I don't give up. I mean, if if the loan makes sense, it's got to make. Right. And we can doc if we can document it Mm -hmm. and it makes sense. I can normally get an underwriter to sign off on a self-employment borrower's loan. Right. But it's got to make sense. The numbers have to be valid. And, you know, one of the things as being self-employed that you got to be careful of is you've got all these abilities to write off your income under the tax laws, but understand every dollar you write off is one less dollar you yeah. have for qualifying. Yeah. So in other words, if you say I had $100,000 in revenue, but I wrote off 90000 understand you're going to be qualified based on $10,000 a year income, which means you're not going to qualify to purchase a home. What if you have money to put down? Like if you have a, a, a chunk, so you could put that, does that... I mean, we can talk about this, obviously, but does that matter? To, if like, you have, have if you have monies to put no. down, if you have monies to put down, it's going to lower your debt to income ratio. But uh, but un- unfortunately, you could put down seventy percent down, but if your debt to income ratios are over fifty percent, uh, it's going to be really really tough to find a mortgage company uh, home for you that would approve your loan based on the fact that Minnesota has some of the strongest uh, and toughest lending laws in the United States. Right. Jennifer, we're going to get you help, though. I understand your journey. It's going to be great, though. You're going to get really good at doing your profit and loss statements because Phil's going to help you out. It'll be fantastic. Right.
I'm positivating all of this for you. It's going to be fantastic. Well, thank you for calling, Jennifer, and we'll be in touch. Right. And if if anybody needs to get a hold of us during the week, 651-578-2218, Mimi at MNRedHotRealEstate.com. And Phil, where can we find you, please? Oh, you can find Phil as well. We'll get all the information on our website, MyTalk1071.com, keyword red hot.